Father, we thank you. We honor you. We bless your holy name. Thank you for another week in your presence, of God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. amen. You may be seated. Did you see everyone in the house of the Lord? Amen. Are you blessed to be here? Amen. amen. So we go in the Bible. Uh, let's go to Joshua chapter 3, please. Joshua chapter 3. And 1 Kings 19. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just tell, tell your neighbor, neighbor. neighbor. November, November is the month, the month that, I that I am going, going all, in. all in. Wow. Wow. Everything 
Clear house. Do whatever. Go all in. Okay? Listen to what God says. For tomorrow, the Lord will do amazing things. Yes. Another version will say, well, the Lord will do amazing things. What is Another version will say, um, consecrate yourself because tomorrow the Lord will do wonders. How many want God to do wonders? Don't you all want wonders? But here you can see that, that he's explaining to him that you must consecrate first. Then the wonders will come. You see? Consecrate. Find me that statement that God made with a picture of him. So, if we don't do that thing, then the wonders we really want in our lives will, will not be able to manifest. Listen to what this guy said. I'm reading his book. His name is Mark Patterson. He said one, one of the main spiritual problems is this. That we want God to do amazing things. So we want God to do something new. Okay? While we keep doing the same things. Yes. We want God to change our circumstances without us having to change at all. Yes. Wow. So the, one of the problems we have is we want God to do something for us, but we are not changing. Yeah. Hey. You see, so, um, why well, everyone is looking at me like this now? But it's true. And one of the blessings in our lives will take place when we consecrate ourselves. Amen. Okay. Let's wait for that other scripture. Let me just explain quickly what is consecration. Okay. So consecration is simply going all in with God. Consecrate, consecration is the is the is the action of devoting something to God. So when you consecrate something, you say this thing belongs to God. So if I say I'm gonna consecrate, give me the bottle of water. If I say I'm gonna consecrate this bottle of water to God, it means no one can drink it. It means this bottle and every drop of it is God's. You see, and there's an example where David even where um, his men brought water to him and he said, this water, um, it's too holy for me to drink. I'm going to give it to God. And he opened it and he poured it out to God. Meaning he was sanctifying the water. Now, the same thing must happen with your own life as well. That you must also take yourself and you must hold yourself and you must, you must, that's a command, sanctify yourself. Give yourself, okay? So sanctification is simply giving yourself to, back to the one who gave you. Come stand here, please. If we look at this beautiful young man here, stand here. His name is what? William. Okay, what did God give him? God gave him eyes. God gave him hands. God gave him talent. God gave him time. God gave him money. God gave him so much, okay? Now the act of sanctification is when he gives all of that. He says, God, I'm giving everything back to you. So now, if God asks him for his time, you will give his time. If God asks him for his money, he can give. There's no amount of money that he cannot give. Why? Because God gave it first to him. Yeah. Yeah. Do you understand? There's nothing in our pockets that belongs to us. Yeah. These eyes, where did you buy the eyes? <laughs> huh? You didn't buy it. I thought you bought it. And the time, where did you buy the Sunday? Did you not buy the Sunday? Did someone give it to you? Didn't God give you the Sunday? God gave you the eyes. God gave you these hands. You understand? So if God don't ask him to do something for him, he, can't, he, he cannot say, listen, God. So, so thank you. So consecration is more than just holiness. You see? So, when you are born again, or there's, there's, there's three things or four things that every believer must experience. Number one, every child of God must experience salvation. Meaning, the mood you ask for the Okay? Then, number two, every believer must experience sanctification. It's a big word. Okay? But sanctification simply means you, you, you stay away from bad things. The things you used to do. You do them no more. 
Ask your neighbor, are you sanctified, neighbor? Oh, Jesus, we're going to go pray for you. Neighbor! Neighbor! Neighbor, are you sanctified? Yeah, you know, and you know what? God helps you to sanctify yourself. All of these things. Sister, could you, sister, could you save yourself? Huh? Did you die on the cross yourself? You didn't die. Are you sure you didn't die on the cross? Huh? But you are saved. Are you sure you are saved? Okay. She's saved. All of us are saved. We could not save ourselves. Now, the same, we could not, we could not sanctify ourselves. Okay. But one thing we can do or we must do is through the help of God, we must consecrate ourselves. Okay. Now, consecrate is when you, when you, now not sanctified, come say here. She's sanctified now. She's not going to drink. She's not going to smoke. She's not going to do it. She's not going to, not going to, not going to, not going to. But Christianity is not just about what you are not doing. It's also about what you are doing. Do you understand? And that is where sanctification and consecration comes in. Where you now say, okay, I'm not doing that, but my whole vessel of God, it belongs to you. I now lovingly give myself back to you in that way. Okay? Then, thank you. Then the fourth thing you must experience is that you must experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Meaning the infilling of infilling of the Holy Spirit when, when it comes upon you. Now, the problem with us at the moment is many times we, we experience the, the salvation. We come to the Lord with tears, some of us. Then we experience the Holy Ghost infilling, but we miss the two in the middle. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. We must it. And, and that is where people, because the two in the middle is the important thing because that is where you break with the world. Yeah. Because now what happens is people come, tell you they come, but they don't break with their old life. Yeah. Do you understand? Amen. So then, then, come stand in jail. Sorry, man. It's, it's better to preach what people that you can understand. I don't like standing alone. So, because now you get people, they come to the Lord, they give their heart to the Lord, and you just relax. But then, tell me, they are here. Man, the beer wacht nog in die eskast. Hey! They are here, John. But the slow boat is still working there. They are here, Tony. But that girl's number is still on his phone. That, that girl's pictures are still on his phone. That guy's WhatsApp is still there. In fact, there's five guys there. Why? Because the person has not broken away. They did not break away with that. You understand? Now, you can only break away if you found something better. Do you understand? If you have found something better. But now, we must realize what God has done for us, no one else has done for us. Yeah? And you must also realize who, who it is who saved you, who God is. Yeah. I found, found a powerful statement. The guy said, the guy said, um, he said, uh, it will take eternity. For us to seek out or to understand the wonder of who God is. And it will take eternity for us to praise Him for everything He's done. Yeah. So if we understand who has saved us and who God is and the beauty and the, the, the excellence of God, we will throw all the other stuff away. Yes, we won't still um, mess around all of these things. So the problem we have many times people come to the Lord but they are not sanctified. They, they still have something to go back to. Yeah. And as long as you have something to go back to, when you are tempted, you want to run back to that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but sanctification is this. My life is here, but now I become saved. And I come this way. Okay? But now what you do is when you become consecrated and sanctified is you burn, your, your, you burn everything in your past. You, you delete that guy's number. 
in fact, you send him a dirty message. I will. <laughs> I heard someone say he, he, he gave his heart to the Lord and he told he he messaged the girl he was he was messing with, and he told her, "I'm now serving God." And he said, "If you call me again, I will slap you." <laughs> no, that's what you need to do. If you call me again, I will slap you. Yeah, just because he knew this girl Kathleen came to find him. There are some girls they cannot come to church with you. No, I mean, while you are on your way to church, he will tell you, "That's the man that I see." Hey, people are not talking. So. There are some things you must burn. You must you must destroy those relationships. You must you must go to whoever, and you must you must separate. You must say, "I'm." It's not that just that I'm done with you, but I'm actually going deep into God. Yes. That's what. It's not. It's not that I'm just leaving. I'm obeying. No, it's like a deep relationship going into a God. That's consecration. I'm loving God. I'm into God. My voice is consecrated to God. Oh Jesus. Yes. Someone said, someone said, I cannot swear swear with this mouth that I used to worship God with. Yeah. Would you like that if your husband or your wife or whoever kisses the dog at home? Like they kiss the one and then they turn to you. Mm. <laughs> And you know, even though they put their lips in front of the dog, and you know the dogs always like to lick. And they go, and they tell you, mm, don't you like them? Huh? Huh? Now God says, but the lips that we curse our brothers with. We worship him with those same lips. The lips we swear with is the same lips we are So we should tell ourselves, I, can, I cannot use these lips to swear. That's when you are consecrated to God. It's not that, it's not that you don't swear. It's like you are, you are saying, I'm in such a covenant with God that I can't use these lips. Yes. Can I use these, lips, these hands that I used to lay hands? Can I use this to hold the beer? Uh, can I have I not given this back to God? That's consecration is when you when you say my, my, my whole being. Yeah, that's what the Bible, the Bible says that your body is the temple of the Lord. And then he asks, how if you sleep with the prostitute, how can you make the temple of the Lord one with the prostitute? Meaning, how can I use the holy body where God is in this body? Because once you become saved, God is in your body. That's, that's what makes uh, salvation so powerful. All of us, we have God in us. Yes. You know, I heard a story about the evangelist. He was traveling in a train. And you know, in, when you travel long distances, then it's a different, it's not like the normal train where everyone says. Long distances like smaller carriages. I was sitting in the carriage and there was three other people. So it's four people in the carriage. So they were they it's a long trip, they wanted to play cards. They took out the cards, they started playing. Then they said, listen, we need a fourth person. How many know that card games we need four people? So he said, um, we need a fourth person to play. Won't you come and play? Um, play with us. We'll show you what to do. He said, I can't play. No, he said, because I didn't bring my hands. There's what do you mean you didn't bring your hands? Your hands are there. He says, no. These belong to God. I've given these to God. No, I've never been. <laughs> so consecration is not about um, it's a sin for me to play card games. Consecration is just that I've given my whole being to someone better. Someone higher. And even though it's not a sin, it's a good thing, but it will distract me. I mean, I need my hands to, to read my Bible while you people are playing the game. I need my hands for something better. Now I'm playing games with you. I could have been spending that time in, in, in communion with God. That's what consecration is. It's not, 
that you are taking yourself away from sin. Now consecrate rather bring myself to God. I'm, I'm every part of me that's in. Whether it's my morning, whether it's my night, whatever it is, I'm, I'm just giving myself to God. So sanctification is when you stay away from evil. But consecration is rather, not just it's more than staying away from evil, it's rather I'm giving myself to God. Yeah, three things, my time. In fact, not three things, there are more things. Your time, your talent, and your treasure, everything belongs to God. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name. And after that, he said, consecrate. So, God wanted the, the children of Israel, what happened when he said in Joshua chapter 3, consecrate yourself. For tomorrow, I want, I want to do wonders. The reason why he wanted them to consecrate themselves was he wanted them to give themselves to him completely. Because the next day they needed to walk through the Jordan River. And has any of you walked through a river before? No, you come to the river and the river just went like that. Huh? How many of you when you go to the beach, the beach don't give away? <laughs> How many of you when you walk to the beach, you're in the water? <laughs> huh? Now imagine the miracle dome. You're coming to the water and the water just opens. 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 And you are on the other side. Yeah. That's the type of thing God wants to do for us as believers. He wants to open the rivers in your life. He wants to do mind-blowing things, but He can only do that once you become His completely. Yeah. When you are devoted to Him, when you are given over to Him, then the miracles will start in your life. Can we clap our hands for Jesus? Can we go all the way? All the way. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, there are different verses for this in the Bible, but I don't feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna read all of those now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So God can use people who are all out with him. God can use people who are consecrated. You know, and when, once you start consecrating yourself, people ask me, Yeah, man, they're off your way. They're off your way. They're off your way. That's not the insult. Are you not trying to be ill? Huh? Are you not trying to be healed? So you, you don't take the compliment. Say, no, I am trying to be like that. I'm trying to be righteous. I'm trying to be right with God. And then God can use your vessel. God can use you. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's just lift our hands and just start to pray a little bit. Feel God in my atmosphere right now. Come and consecrate yourself to you. Tell God, I give myself to you. I give myself to you. Yes, yes. Let me live to please you. Namaso Let me not own myself. Oh yes. Father, let me not own myself. Let me belong to you. Let me belong to you. Yes.
He owns your ears. He owns your eyes. He owns your mouth. He owns your feet. He owns every part of you. He owns your liver. He owns your pancreas. He owns your heart. Every part of you belongs to God. He's your owner. But the problem is sometimes we want to act like we are our owners. And we own God and not God owns us. Sometimes we tell God what to do. But a consecrated person doesn't act like that. A consecrated person says, Lord, what do you want me to do? A consecrated person will look at the woman and say, Lord, must I marry this woman? An unconsecrated person will say, I'm marrying this person. And what happens after a while? You can see who arranged the marriage. Are you there? Amen. So the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, but we always came there. I see the devil stopped us there in the scripture. It goes further. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The world and everyone who dwells in it. The world and all the people. The world and all the people belong to him. Why are we acting like we own ourselves? The world and all the people in it. Amen. Amen. Sakumzi, God owns you. See, but that's why when you act like you, he doesn't own you, then you become a rebel. You are rebellious against God. And we were all like that after we came to the Lord. But it's possible to be a Christian and still be rebellious. Oh, Jesus, are you there? Amen. I'm almost ending. Now, Lordship means, Lordship means, yeah, it means four things. In English, Lordship means the, the, the person who gives bread who can provide bread to you. But Lordship, if you are the Lord of the earth, you must be able to do four things. You must you must have authority over the earth itself. Okay? Are you there? Yeah. That's why when Jesus came, do you know he he he, he spoke to the to the water, he spoke to the storm. Not to tell us that he's gonna end the storms in our life, but rather to show us that he has authority over the storm. Are you there? Yeah. 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 So, Jesus spoke to the storm. Okay, I don't know if I'm interrupting the volume of the mic. Give me a little mic. He spoke to the storm. Thank you, it's better. To show us that He is the Lord. He can control nature. Amen. Yeah, but I won't be the speaker. Then, if you are the Lord, you must control all the resources. Yes, and Jesus controlled the resources. He showed us how he took fish. And he multiplied the fish to show us that he is the true Lord. Have yes. you seen Satan multiplying anything before? You can come. Then, if you are Lord, you must be, the, you must have authority over people. And Jesus had authority over people. In the garden, Jesus said, I am, and everyone fell down. He had power. Everyone say power. power. And Jesus could forgive sins. So it shows that he has authority over people. But number four thing that makes Jesus the Lord is that he, anyone who says they are a Lord of this house, of the house, must be able to go out of the house and come into the house by themselves. So Jesus showed that he is Lord of the world by, by dying. Yes. And without anyone bringing him back, he came back on his own. You know, when Lazarus came back from the dead, Jesus called him from the dead. When the young man of nine, when he came back from the dead, Jesus called him back. But Jesus was the only one who just came back out of his own power. That is why he's the Lord. Amen. Are you there? Are you there? Someone say, Lord. So, the devil will allow you to know God as God. He will allow you to know him as your savior, as your healer, as your redeemer. He wants you to know him as Jehovah Jireh. He wants you to know God as your provider. But all y'all will break loose when you know God as your Lord. Wow. Yes. That is when 
When you start to give yourself, that is what the only thing the enemy is fighting. You giving your that's when you become a terror to, to the enemy. Like if Job is something here, he's not smoking, he's not drinking, he's not doing anything to the devil. It is when he stands up and when God says minister for me, when you minister and you start to attack the camp of the enemy, that's when you become a danger. So, so consecrated people are a danger to the devil. We are trying to be sanctified, we are just sitting there. No, you are sanctified, powerful, but God is looking for consecrated vessels that he can use. People who say, Lord, I'm available to you. Lord, if you need my mouth, you can have my mouth. If you need my taste, Lord, if you need my dance, Lord, you can have my dance. Lord, if you need me to preach, Lord, you can have my preaching. God is looking for people who keep themselves and say, you are my owner. Yes. But the problem now is that money has become our owner. We will dance for money. We will sing for money. We will fly for money. We will take taxi for money. We will wind up at night for money. But God has not become our Lord. Money is it. Be careful what the devil does in your life. That you will take. 
take the lordship of God out of your life. He will take God's control away from you. Yeah, because he knows that he knows that as long as you have God in your life, you will be rebellious to God. As long as you have God in your life, you cannot stay in Adam. As long as you have God in your life, curses can come. Hey, but as long as you have the Lord in your life, wherever God has placed you, whatever God has blessed you, will can stay in your life. Because they dropped the Lord off. They sinned. And then God says, you are, I'm no longer your Lord. You can no longer stay in the God. And sin entered because they had God they didn't have the Lord. So sin enters when we start to say, no, I'm my boss. No, 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 I decide. No, no, I do. Whenever you say I, because Satan said, I will put my seat. I will exalt myself. I will sit on the throne. I, 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 me, 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 me. But once you come to the foot of the cross, I must die. John said, I must decrease that he can increase. So, hey, I'm preaching to God. Yeah, it's your first time here, yeah, we get excited. Come down. Let's be seen that people are afraid. <laughs> I didn't even get to my, to my lessons. I'm nine minutes, so okay. <laughs> Look, as your chance, nobody's gonna push you out of here. Let's take nine more minutes. So now, in the Bible, in the book of um, First Kings 9. This is our scripture for today. Okay. Elisha. Uh, a young man, old man. He's busy plowing. Can Elisha come quickly? I need to check him. Okay, we are fine. I need to check it quickly. Anyone have a check? Oh, you're out for me. You're out for me. Anyone else have a check? Okay, it's fine. So, a prophet was another prophet. The Lord told Elisha, there was a prophet in the land, okay? His name was Elijah. Their names name sound very similar, okay? So I'm going to call Elijah, I'm going to call him the prophet, okay? So, as Elijah was, he prayed, and the Lord said, Go down to the farm. There's a man with the name of Elisha. This man, I want him to be a prophet for me. Go to him. Okay? Now, the man Elisha was working on the farm. The farm's name is Abel, Abel Melech, the area where he was. Okay? And it means a meadow, a meadow of dance. Okay? A grassland of dancing. But this was also, this was also the most fruitful area. And one, one, two oxes, one pair of oxes, and one plow. A plow was like a tractor, like a tractor that they used to break the ground so they could put seed in the ground. Now, Elisha, they were so rich and wealthy that they didn't have one. Everyone had one. They had twelve. Yeah, twelve. And he was standing at the last bed. I think it's the mic. That is. And as he's busy plowing. Now, it was Elisha's family's farm. He's very rich. And if his parents die, he owns the whole farm. It's obvious. But now the prophet comes from prayer, Dominic. He with this prayer cloth. And he comes, comes to him. And he takes another, can you take a please? There we go. Thank you. Can I get it? Can I get it there? Please. Thank you. Makes more sense. So, yes, that baby will be a prophet after this. <laughs> so he has the thing on his, on his shoulders. He had like a brown thing. Like that sister is where it is. That's why I give it to us. 
And he comes to he comes to Elisha as he's flowing. And he just takes him and he throws him over him like that. And he walks off. But when Elisha saw he's busy working, it's not nothing to do with prayer. As he sees him, as he sees what he did on the floor, people. I device is almost so sick of this kind of I'm gonna have a chance to buy anyone Okay, this is this. Okay, so yeah, back in the back of the So as he's busy working here, the prophet throws this and the prophet walks off. When he sees it's the prophet, he looks at his plow. He shouts at him, Prophet, let me go and say bye to my mother quickly. Meaning his mind is made up, I'm leaving the job. <laughs> I am leaving the job. Just how when you get saved, Jesus comes to you and he also touches your heart. Yeah, I mean, all of us, you won't be here if Jesus didn't touch your heart. So you touch your heart, you gave yourself to him. Okay? Then the prophet walks off. You know, when he said, then the prophet said, thank you. The prophet said, what have I done to you? Meaning, I've, I've anointed you. Meaning, there's no saying bye now. You either follow now or I'm going. Okay? When Elisha heard those words, he looked at the two oxes. The whole, the whole plow was a wooden thing. He just, he just took his oxes to the side. Right? Took a knife. He killed both oxes. Took the whole wooden contraption. Made a fire with it. Put the oxes on and he had a big bride. And he called everyone, eat the oxes, I'm leaving my job. Wow. Now, you could have asked yourself, why did he go the extra mile to burn? He could have just said, I'm leaving. Yeah. He no, because he wow. didn't want to wow. walk with the prophet. Yeah. And have the in the back of his mind that my oxes is still there. Yeah. My old job is from still there. Yeah. If I want to, I can go back. No, 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 yes, burn everything. Now in our days, Jody, we don't burn, uh, we don't have oxes. But it's almost like if someone comes to Michael and says, God has called you as a prophetess. She gets up from a job, pours petrol on her laptop, burns it and walks away. Do you think they're going to ask her to come back after that? Look at what you've done. But now it goes further. Elisha was supposed to, if his parents died, that farm would have been his. So not only is he giving up his oxes, but he's giving up his whole inheritance. Yeah. Sure. Many he knew that if you come back, they have probably written you out of the world. Yeah. As a son, you just left. See, that is what a consecrated being is. There's nothing wrong with having oxes. But it's just that, that, that they must come out of my life. You see? Thank you, can you see that? I was listening to someone this morning, the apostle said, he said, he said, I was in love with chocolate. It was taking up my time. And he said, he said, I had to let go of soccer. Me as I stand here. Look, look at this body. I mean, look at the shoulders. Hey, look at the arms. If I hit you, you are dead. <laughs> no, you die. Huh? 
Because you cannot, they will keep you from being consecrated to God. You can only use consecrated vessels. You there? There are a few examples of consecrated beings. I'm not going to talk about all of them. But I love Zacchaeus. He came for Zacchaeus. A cleaner, cleaner man. He had a fire warm geclamp. That's echoing. Om Jesus that can sin. When Jesus came to Zacchaeus' house, before Jesus entered, oh yeah, when Jesus came, when they sat down, he said, Lord, all my money I give it to the poor. And those who I have cheated, I give them back four times. You know, he didn't need to give his money away to be saved. But he needed to give the money away because money was a God to him. So he knew, I need to let go of money. Money has taken control because he was stealing, he was robbing people. Amen. Amen. Now, when Elisha, there's not aiming here, when Elisha gave, play for me. Do you want to give me the mic? Hallelujah. Yeah, thank you, sir. When, when Elisha gave himself, when his father died and went, you know, Elisha, I found out he was a prophet for 60 years. Who is 60 years old here? 60 years old, now one day. So, now one day, your whole life, that's how long Elisha was a prophet for. Now, listen to me, please. Listen to me. He wouldn't, he would have missed all of the zoning if he didn't make that decision by then. Yeah. Because when his father went to heaven, he said this, when Elijah was taken up to heaven, he said, give me a double portion. Now a double portion is what the father gives to his son. When the father dies, the first born son, he gets a double portion. So what Elijah was saying is, I gave up my inheritance already. That's why I'm asking you for spiritual inheritance. That's why Elijah did 14 miracles. Elisha did 28 miracles. He did double of what his father did. Because he was consecrated. Amen. Amen. So that means we miss out when we hold back. We, we, we not miss out, we lose out. Not lose out, we suffer. We miss the true blessing of our lives. When we don't burn what we must burn. Now, look, you may think that still in life, but I mean, once you've broken off, there's no going back. Look, like Brother Vanka, if, if me and him was, were friends, you know, I had, even till today, I've got good friends. Yeah. I've got very good friends, my, but my wife helped me kill them. You know what my wife did? She doesn't know, I've got four good friends. In fact, five, but four of them we are very close. From rugby. Yes. Tom, every now and then we will still be together. But they are not same. So I, I, I would sit with them, but before they drink, I would leave. Before they did anything, yeah? At our wedding, my wife said, I invite you for a living. <laughs> now, Imagine you are getting married and you are not inviting your closest friends. That, that was a sign. <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> and you are done with me. <laughs> now she consecrated me. <laughs> yeah. I was a sign. Until today we are, we will talk friendly here. Johnny, I would, even in the holidays, we grew up, we would spend every day of the holiday together. Between the four of us, one, at least one of we would be together. She consecrated me. Saying, thank you, Father. I couldn't understand. But then later I understood the Lord is using her. 
to help them. Yes. So there's no temptation of going back to rugby. They even they called me the other day to come and play. They called me to come and play. Yeah. Sometimes I meet my coach and he will hold my arm and will say, you must come. <laughs> so if this is my close friend, but hey, this man, you call him your father in sin when I'm around him. I don't feel music like that. I feel... <laughs> even in the greeting you can hear, the moment I say, hey, my brother, it's all right. Even, even, even if I greet someone like that, then I must know this man is not, not a good friend. Huh? <laughs> no, I'm consecrating you. <laughs> you know, I was praying for you this way. You know, I've consecrated all of you already. That seat you are sitting on, I pray for it this week. Yeah, the, the seat you are sitting on is ministry consecration to you right now. You don't know. I pray for you. I lifted up your name. <laughs> All of you. You are consecrated. That's so many of you are wearing black today. <laughs> it's like a funeral. Look at you. We are prepared for the funeral. Look at you, people. One day, Reynold Bonky was coming on a, on a ship. See them? Reynold Bonky was coming on a ship. And someone needed to come and get him. He was coming from um, Germany to South Africa. When he came on the ship, he realized, how will the man know that I'm the man he must pick up? There's like 800 people standing there. How will this man know? So he, he told himself, I will greet this man in a way. So when the ship opened, he shouted, Hallelujah! Yes. Then he heard from the crowd, someone shouted, Hallelujah! Wow. <laughs> yeah, just by the greeting. Yeah. Then the guy was waving, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah! And the happy shouted. Then he, he knew this man is the evangelist, and this is also an evangelist. Yeah. Huh? How many are you greeting? You can't, if you can't greet your friend, Hallelujah. Yeah. It's not the right friend. You leave them today. Yeah. Now I've got good friends. I've got, you know I was in university. I've got all good friends from university. But they are not sanctified. They are not. They are not. What's important to me is not important to them. I can't be with them. No, I'm sanctifying you. So God can use you all. Use a sanctified vessel. Sanctified vessel. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me sit there. Amen. Amen. Ah, so look at you. Ready for sanctification. Huh? Amen. 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 I like to say I'm going to stop. Say I'm a stop. No. Travel, please. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If you, this one decision, this one, change your life. Change your life. Lord, wherever you want me to go, wherever you want me to go, I belong to you. Don't belong to myself. You will see your life will change in all different ways. Don't you like that decision? Shall we close our eyes? Just pray for yourself this moment. Lord, sanctify me. Consecrate me by your word. Oh yes. Oh yes.